Welcome back to the Ultrasound Gel Podcast. It's another beautiful day here on the podcast. And I have with me today, Cray Bolger and our pediatric ultrasound specialist, Delia, the gold standard, gold. Morning, Mike. Hi, Mike. This paper is titled, Clinical Ultrasound is Safe and Highly Specific for Acute Appendicitis in Moderate to High Pretest Probability Patients. This was published in the Western Journal of Emergency Medicine, May 2018. Appendicitis, we're finally going to talk about it. What's going on with it? Can you use ultrasound? Well, appendicitis, uh, especially as a peds person, appendicitis is one of the number one diagnoses we make with ultrasound. But I know that in adult medicine, there's a bit of a tumultuous relationship. Um, adults are fluffier. They're, they're bigger. And um, there's also a higher risk of abnormal pathology. So a CT scan in theory is always, a, is always considered a better study. Although if you're really trying to get a focused uh, diagnosis of appendicitis, there's increasing studies showing that ultrasound can do it even in an adult. Everyone wants to be accurate and we all still, peds or adult, want to cut down on CT scans. So um, most recently, to talk about recent literature, there was a meta-analysis by Fields et al. in 2017 that showed that patients of any age and pooled data from 21 studies with a group of about 6,600 patients, there was a 91% sensitivity and 97% specificity for ultrasound in diagnosing appendicitis. For emergency medicine physicians alone, there's an 80% sensitivity and 92% specificity. Lots of heterogeneity in the group, but those are still pretty good test characteristics, especially to kind of have a jumping off point for how you're going to take care of your patient. Currently in pediatrics, uh, an ultrasound is definitely the first line study for appendicitis and easily is considered uh, the diagnostic reference standard. Uh, As a peds doctor at a tertiary care center, we get patients referred from adult facilities all the time where they do not have good ultrasound by radiology or by an emergency physician in order to get that study done. Um, We have found in children that it saves time, it avoids the CT radiation, and it gets your diagnosis quicker. But in adults, we're still trying to figure out if it's going to be able to replace CT in an effective manner. What this study that we're about to talk about adds is that um, could we possibly risk stratified patients into a higher pretest probability, someone that you really think has appendicitis? Will your bedside ultrasound effectively get you down to that path more accurately and quickly and save that patient radiation and increase cost? So this was a pretty interesting study. It was a prospective observational convenience sample study. So to me, that's nine to five when people felt like doing ultrasound or when people who liked ultrasound were in the department. So that could be your nocturnist, but it wasn't 24-7 data collection. Um, So what they did is the faculty at their facility had 33 who participated in this project. So they did a 20-minute course, lots of time commitment there, um, on how to diagnose appendicitis. They had didactics and hands-on scanning, and most of them had a at least some experience prior to doing this, so at least 100 exams um, prior to engaging in the course. So they knew what they were doing with a probe for the most part. 
these were residents, fellows, and emergency medicine faculty um, who participated in the course, and there were 33 who ended up getting training. So what they did, they used the FACES scale, essentially. On a scale of 1 to 10, how likely do you think this patient is to have appendicitis? And in reality, all they want to know, do you have a low pretest probability, a moderate pretest probability, or high pretest probability that this patient has appendicitis? And then what they did is they had them scan after the patient got analgesia. So let's get rid of that once and for all, that pain meds skew your diagnosis ability. They used a linear transducer, and they went to the point of maximal pain and used, used graded compression. They diagnosed a positive appy as dilated appendix greater than 6 millimeters, a non-compressible blide-ending tubular structure. Let's talk about the results. They ended up enrolling 105 patients, but then because they were focusing on only the moderate or high pretest probability, that ended up being 76 patients. Just to talk about the population a little bit, about 37% ended up having acute appendicitis, and about 35% of those were pediatric patients. They also had a couple pregnant women they enrolled. The primary outcome was the accuracy of this emergency physician-performed ultrasound. So they had a sensitivity of 42.8% and a specificity of 97.9%. Yay! So that gives you a positive likelihood ratio of 20.6, negative likelihood ratio 0.58. So I think that was their main goal. They wanted to see how specific could we get this because we're already kind of cutting out the highest likelihood patients and now if we use the exam in that population looks like it's pretty specific some other additional findings of note they did look at the studies where they had where the person performing the study rated that they had a high confidence in their own study and of those there was a much greater sensitivity 80 percent sensitivity so it went from 40 to 80 and the specificity in those patients was a hundred percent so that seems to indicate that if you think you had a good exam, you could be more accurate. That makes sense. Now, always important to look at the false negatives. Who did they miss in this patient? Well, all 16 of the false negatives were interpreted as an indeterminate scan by whoever did the ultrasound. All of those ended up having a CT, which showed appendicitis. There's only one false positive, and in that case, they called it as appendicitis, and the CT showed an obstructing ureteral stone at the right ureteral vesicular junction. So I don't know how they could have interpreted that as appendicitis. Maybe they saw a dilated ureter. Maybe they saw a stone in the right lower quadrant. Kind of hard to imagine. They did check the interrater reliability based on 20 randomly selected studies. So they looked at uh, emergency physician performed exams and they, a fellowship trained expert looked at them and there was a hundred percent agreement that those were interpreted correctly. So overall, pretty nice study. I think that some of the limitations we could talk about, this is a small convenience sample of patients. Seemed like the population that performed the ultrasound were pretty good at ultrasound. So I really like this study because I think it validates the way I perform it and anything that makes me feel like I'm doing the right thing, I like. But I think it's those patients, if I have a low pretest probability or everything's on the differential, my ultrasound isn't going to make me feel better about your ultimate course. And I think that this study took that population out of the mix. Um, I liked, honestly, that if you didn't know what you were seeing, you went to CAT scan. I think that's appropriate. If you see it 100%, though, let's try to decrease that CT scan rate. 
Um, I think their experience was pretty similar to many people's experience that even though they had a decent true positive rate, that only two got to the OR just based on their bedside ultrasound, I think that just is a testimonial to the current culture with POCUS and API. Um, but I really liked that high pretest probability. I definitely see it. And we've all, when you see that appy, it's not subtle. Now, if you can't find it and you feel like you're hunting in the weeds of the bowel and ovary, that's one thing. But when you see it, it's definitely there. You feel good about it. You feel confident about it. Those are the patients you really want to improve their times. Now, I know we are also in a culture change of what we're doing with appies. So it may not be to go get cut. Maybe it's to get your antibiotics and sit for 24 hours. Um, but I like that this kind of validated what I think a lot of people's clinical practices. And a lot of people have been practicing this way without a study substantiating their practice. And from the PEED standpoint, um, a lot of the time when we're talking about these ultrasound studies, I feel like PEM is kind of following behind emergency medicine. Appendicitis and ultrasound is one of the things that PEEDS has always has been doing for longer. Now, again, it's back to like the habitus of the child versus the adult and our fear of the unknown regarding exposure to uh, radiation at a young age. However, this idea of a pretest probability and secondary signs is something that is very well documented in pediatric literature through radiology, but also trickling down into PEM-POCUS. At my institution, for instance, we do have 24-7 radiology ultrasound uh, for anything, but appendicitis is one of the main things we look for. They will ask us what, what we think if we think it's a high risk of appendicitis if they have a questionable scan. They also will document um, a full protocolized read that will include both if they see the appendix and then uh, secondary signs. And that in our institution, based on the data that we have, we know that even if they say the radiologist can't see the appendix, but if there's secondary signs, then we go down the assumption that they might have appendicitis and we just can't see it on ultrasound. And that, to me, seems like what this study is talking about. Like, putting your clinical context is a very high starting point of where you go, and then using all your pieces of information, whatever scoring system you want to use. We're not talking about pediatric scoring, but or uh, appendicitis scoring, but white count, the surgical protocols, if you're going to do um, CT or not. This a bedside ultrasound is definitely helpful, I think, for anybody trying to be thoughtful about appendicitis. I also really like the breadth of scanners in this. So typically, again, we see one to two, and this is not necessarily one of your bread and butter POCUS studies. So to see this many people with a di relatively diverse background, if you're talking residents, fellows, and faculty, participate in this study and have pretty good numbers, that's very reassuring. I think it helps you apply it more to your general EM popu physician population. Um, again, this is not your classic uh, POCUS study. This is a newer newer child in the POCUS land. And I think that this shows, like, even with only 20 minutes of training, like, an appy that's a clear appy sticks out. And all you have to do is a couple simple steps to try to find it, but when you see it, you know it's there. Like, the confidence that they had with this and their true positive rates were pretty impressive. The one set of patients that I personally was really interested to know more about that we don't is those two pregnant women. Those are the ones we don't want to do CTs on that, depending on where you are, uh, MRI may or may not be available. And what do you do with them? And how does that big old gravid uterus get in the way and change your ability to do the study? I would love to know if those were true positives, true negatives, 
what exactly was going on with them. Because I think that, especially in the adult land, is a huge window of opportunity for um, POCUS, especially apipocus. And back to the secondary signs, I kind of alluded to those and mentioned them. I think that they're really important for bedside sonographers because the reality is an appendix sometimes is quite hard to locate and hard to measure accurately. The joke that radiologists will say is the most dangerous thing in a hospital is a radiologist with a measuring tool. It can be very easy to, even for them, to incorrectly measure. So secondary signs are often the most helpful in diagnosing appendicitis or at least getting your your suspicion up. And a bedside sonographer can see things like hot fat, fat stranding, some fluid around, um, an edema around the appendix, fluid in the pelvis, and they start to mention that stuff. And I think that is very helpful for when you're trying to decide who you can be, who you should be concerned about. You mean you need to correlate clinically? <laughs> yes. I think that hot fat <laughs> might be the name of my next band. Yes. Yeah. I like this study too, and mainly because they take out the contentious part. I mean, in adults, I think in adults, everyone's worried about missing appendicitis, and with these studies have so far shown really inadequate sensitivity if you're trying to rule it out. So they say, let's not worry about that. Let's just try to rule it in and do everything we can to make it as specific as possible. And I think they, they kind of showed that that is a, a good way to think about it, at least for now. Uh, it does leave some questions. What do you do when your patients are not moderate or high pretest probability? Do you just go straight to CT? Do you even bother with doing the ultrasound? If you have a positive ultrasound in those patients, I guess the question is how specific would that be in that case? And we have to remember that at the end of the day, it's really going to be highly dependent on your surgeons, right? Because they are going to be the experts in managing appendicitis. They're the ones that are going to decide, do we take them to the operating room or not? And so if they don't want to go to the operating room based on your ultrasound, that's their prerogative. You know, you can advocate for your patient if you think that's the best thing, but they are the ones that will have to make that decision because they're on the line for that patient. So let me just summarize this study. This was a single center prospective convenient sample study looking at people with suspected appendicitis. They ended up having 105 patients. Their primary outcome of the accuracy of those patients with moderate or high pretest probability was a bad sensitivity and a specificity of 98% with positive likelihood ratio of 20. So take home points from this study. There was a high specificity for emergency physician performed ultrasound in acute appendicitis when you have a reasonable pretest probability. Second take home point is that point of care ultrasound should probably not be used to rule out appendicitis. I thank the authors for performing this study. I think it really adds to how we can manage these patients in the future. And I thank you for listening. If you want to hear more or check out other articles, go to ultrasoundgel.org. You can also visit us on Facebook or our Google Plus page. And feel free to contact us on Twitter or by email. We will talk to you later. More pressure. More gel. More pressure. More gel. More. Ultrasound gel podcast. Ha 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 ha.